What's up, everybody? It's Jeffrey Lyles. You're listening to Lyles Movie Files. We're wrapping up February now, and the whole gang is with me. Little brother Jace, what's up with you? Nothing much. Just working hard, trying to get this money and start these podcasts. All right. (laughs) Melvin (laughs) Warren, the big gun. What's up with you? What's good, man? Everything's good. Also trying to get this money, trying to get the bag or whatever these young kids say nowadays. It's the bag. Oh, sounds so stupid. I don't even, so, I'll never do that again. I'm so fine being again. old. I, I, yeah. I didn't even imagine I would feel that good being old. Good. So when I did okay. that, I was fine being in my 40s. Yo, X-Men vs. Street Fighter came out like 21 years ago, like the other day. Yikes. Mm-hmm. I'm okay being old. Exactly. Chief, what's up with you, man? Everything's good. Everything is good. Uh, shout out to the fellas. Shout out to the uh, the listeners. Uh, uh, nothing to complain about except my 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 tax return. <laughs> yeah. You don't even get me started. That's a that's a story Wait. for another time. I, just, <laughs> Wait, I mean that didn't come through. Hey, what do you got to lose, Chief? Oh, that can do. The year I have a All child. I can do is giggle. Yeah, yeah, don't even get me started, man. <laughs> don't even get me started. <laughs> Jay King, what's up with you? I'm like, Chief, I'm I'm wondering where my tax return go. I mean, Uncle Sam eat before <laughs> me or any of my babies do. And, hey, and he's uh, still eating off kids. me. I know you heard. Dude, they might as well have just gave me a gift card. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> Gave me a gift you know, oh, I know Bama's at O now for the first time. Mm-hmm. Forever. For the first time, yeah. <laughs> you O? Me? Oh yeah. I, well, Maryland. Oh, I mean. Yeah. Thanks, Don. Don. Hey, man. Listen, you you, you got to pay for those trips to protest teams protesting at NFL games <laughs> and them going off to golf every weekend somehow, right? We gotta pay for the uh, the trailer park buffet provided for Clemson. You, yeah, we just, you know, pass the bill. Now wait a second, that that's a low blow. There were some high quality cold fries on that buffet. <laughs> yeah. Some high quality room temperature hamburgers and fish fillet sandwiches. Mm. Now wait a second, they're always room temperature, but they yeah, are, they are really are, yeah. <laughs> well, fellas, <laughs> let, let's start off with the big news of the week. The Oscars, the Academy Awards were this past Sunday, and the big story was how are they going to manage without a host? I always swear up and down I am not going to watch the show because I know what's going to happen. Yet somehow, right on the red carpet, and then I watched until the inevitable disappointing Best Picture reveal. This year was very different in the sense that for let's see it was about three hours and 17 minutes for about two hours and 30 minutes the show was was just fine i mean people who i was rooting for to win awards were winning the awards there weren't any crazy upsets mahershala ali won best supporting actor like i wanted uh regina king won best supporting actress chris evans won best supporting actor of an actress Everything was going according to plan. And then the Green Book won Best Original Screenplay. 
And I was like, wait a second, that's a fictional story. Where's Black Panther in the mix then? So from there, it started getting a little dicey. I'm always leery of when the Academy tries to go, all right, we're not going to, we're not going to even give a visual award to films that really showcase the amazing quality of visual work in on these Hollywood films. So they had a category with visual effects and the nominees were Avengers Infinity War, Christopher Robin, um, Ready Player One, and First Man. Which one did you guys, have you, have you all seen those films? First off. Uh, Joe, I hate to tell you this, but when you saw that category, did you really thought they were actually going to go with visual representation where the, some places had to make a whole new world and it looked believable? Or just the one where it was supposed to be best picture contender all year until people saw it? <laughs> you know what's funny? You know what's nice. funny? I went with the, my logic on that category was they're not going to vote for Avengers because even though Avengers should probably win in that one. I know they weren't going to go with that one, but I was like, first man is the only Oscar bait film in that category. So let's take both of those out. And then I'm going to have between Christopher Robin and Ready Player One. And I love both of those movies. So I was fine with either of them winning. I mean, I'm never not going to love a movie that has Winnie the Pooh walking around going, hello, awesome. But, you know, I'm thinking Ready Player One looked incredible. Why not? Let's go with that one. I mean, they created a whole virtual world. Let's do that. Nope. They go with uh, First Man. And I was like, uh, oh, okay. I know y'all wanted to give old boy a little pat on the back for his movie that no one really liked. And even, for what? Oh, huh? For First what? Man. What the hell was that about? It was Neil Armstrong landing on the moon. That oh, was the movie. Oh, that thing that no one watched. Okay. No yeah. one watched. Like, seriously, nobody watched that. I, yeah, I literally forgot about hey, it. Hey, dude, Hollywood is going to force feed us. Uh, what's his name? Ryan. Ryan, yeah. Ryan, Lip, Ryan Lipface, whatever his name is. They're going to force feed him to us continuously until he wins something. So they can validate but you know, him. he is actually, in the right film, he's a really good actor. Yeah. And First Man was just. They didn't open up his personality at all. So it was just like, why are we watching this movie? It's boring. Who was in it again? Ryan Gosling, Clara Foy. Oh, I like Ryan Gosling. Yeah, but that's not a role for him, man. And let, he, let, him, let him win. You know, he got the La La Land accolades at least, right? So Yeah. Him. I mean, I, I thought he should have got her for that. I was, I was rooting for him in the stone. So uh, <laughs> anyway. So there, there was, that's when I started to wonder a little bit like, uh-oh, where are we going to go with this thing here? Spike Lee got his first Oscar, which is crazy, uh, for adapted screenplay for Black Klansman, which was an awesome moment. Samuel L. Jackson gave him the award. It was really cool watching how they kind of synced up who was presenting the awards with who won it. So, like, Chris Evans got to give the Black Panther crew an award. I'm trying to remember if it was for set design or for costume design. And... Um, yeah, for Ruth Carter. Uh, anyway, so that was cool. And then they had Samuel Jackson and, and Spike Spike Lee, who've always collaborated for so long, mm-hmm. actually give him the award. That was nice. And he was really excited, jumped up into his arms. And he gave a great speech. And my main thought after that was, yo, I hope this isn't the last time that we hear uh, Spike Lee up in front of everybody tonight. 
Because really, with the nominees for Best Picture. So then we get uh move on to the Best Picture. And and there was a bit of an upset with the Best Actress because Glenn Close looked like she was a lock. She had been winning all these major awards, <clears throat> excuse me, leading up to the Oscars. But Olivia Coleman won for The Favorite, which was not my favorite film of the year. And I actually was one of my but least also. favorite films. Yes. And but she gave a good she gave a good speech, and I thought that she did well in that film. So I didn't really have a problem with that. Rami Malek won for Bohemian Rhapsody, and this marked the first time in Oscar history that the actor awards went to a majority of minority actors. So I thought that was really cool. Like, hey, progress, great. Then we go to the best picture and the best picture just goes like to shambles and just, it is the buffet of the Oscar awards here. Um, There were so many good films in this category where it just felt like they really can't go wrong. And I mean, I knew black Panther wasn't going to win, but if they're going to give it to green book, then shoot, everything was wide open. I'd have been fine if they gave it to Bohemian Rhapsody uh, Black Panther. Heck, even the favorite, because I mean, I didn't like it, but I understood that people did like it. And there was actually people who enjoyed the movie. Uh, more critics liked it than they didn't. So it's like, all right, that would have made sense, even though I wasn't in love with it. But I don't know if you guys heard, if you watched it, no one cheered when they were going over the nominations, you could hear the spoiler on who was going to win because they would go Mahershala Ali for Green Book and the most applause would, come, applause would come from him or for him. And it was like, clearly he's going to win it. And that happened all night. So they would cheer and it was like, okay, that's who they voted for. So that's who won. Not so much with the Green Book. Everyone was kind of silent. And then they went up and it was like, uh, and there's a great, gift going around where Chadwick Boseman turns back to Michael B. Jordan like ugh, ugh. and he echoed my thoughts exactly it was like yes H.U. exactly that's how we're feeling on this Bohemian Rhapsody really manipulates the queen history but it at least tells a good story and it like makes you feel good Green Book makes one person feel good and it's kind of like okay again when I saw the movie I wasn't like oh this is going to be an Oscar winner no doubt so I wasn't thinking much about it, but I never would put that in the best picture picture. I mean, I would put Widows, If Bill Street Could Talk, long before I had that in the mix. So, fellas, what do y'all think about this? The Oscars in general and Green Books win. Um, anybody want to go? All right, well. Go ahead, man. Yeah. All right. Um, I feel like Spike Lee should have won. And I'm tired of the narrative that Do the Right Thing was Spike Lee's best movie. Me too. His best best movie, to me, that's what they, everything, everything, yeah, that's all I kept reading. It's like, oh, in 89 when he got robbed. I was like, yeah, in 92 when he got robbed. Right. (laughs) In 93, was it 92 or 93, y'all? I don't remember. 93, 93. I think it was 93. It was 93. He got Dude, robbed. Should have been in there for Inside Man. He should have been in there for yep. Inside Man. If you really want to know something, he should have got a nomination. Twenty fifth hour. Twenty fifth hour. But they yeah. we we slept on that. So I'm, I'm tired of that. That, that is one of his best yeah. films. That's one of his best. That's films. one of his yeah. best movies. That's one of his best movies. 
So, Philip Seymour Hoffman in there. Patrice man, O'Neal. Ed Norton, Patrice exactly. O'Neill. Yeah. Dawson. Patrice O'Neill up in there. Yeah. Old girl who's, you know, been on everything else lately. Old Rogue, what's her name? Rosario. Yeah, Rosario. Oh, Rosario, I'm talking about Rogue. Uh, what's her Ellen name? Ellen Page? Uh, oh, Rogue. No, Rogue. Oh, oh Anna Paquin. Anna Paquin. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Old girl from True Blood. Thank you, Sookie. So, so, yeah, I mean, come on. So, yeah, um, that's another robbery. Um, overall, the Oscars award shows, these they just don't grab me like they used to. Um, I did watch, however, the the um, duet with Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga. <laughs> I did have to watch that because, you know, everybody <laughs> talked about it. You got to watch it. Overall, not having a host worked, surprisingly. You really yeah. don't need a host. And that, that proved Gosh. it. You don't need a host. Because here's the thing about a host, and I think I found that out when I w- actually watched Seth MacFarlane's turn as host of the Oscars. Ugh. The host can be unbearable mm-hmm. if you have the wrong host. And the host can be overwhelming and, and really make the, the award show or the, the event, whatever it is, about them. Yeah, and exactly. Not, and, yeah, instead of stepping away, you know, just facilitating the whole thing and letting mm-hmm. whatever develops develop organically and not inserting too much of themselves into it. That's why there's And no, I think that just happens get. when they have the cuts to the host. They've got to yeah. say something and, and it's like, well, why are you here? Uh, I guess I got to say something. Okay. Well, that was awkward. Let's go to the next presenter. <laughs> right. And without it, it was like, man, you really don't need that person killing time and, and just yeah. taking up space. You, you don't need the only, I mean, I, I remember watching like Billy Crystal when he would host, right? There's only certain people that can really knock that kind of job of, of host of a big award show out of the park mm-hmm. because they, they're funny, they're engaging, but yet they don't step in the way of the, the, the show itself. The show is the show. And you got to know that much of it, you know, and that, I, I don't think that in the climate of today's personalities who would be up for hosting, I can't name one comedian, one actor, one personality out there that I would like to watch as a host of anything. What about because, Tiffany Haddish? Oh, that would be so understated. She would do such a great job. <laughs> she wow. ready? No, I don't want to hear an hour and a half of that. I mean, you know, oh, I, man. I, don't, I don't dislike Tiffany Haddish, but I just don't. That ain't what that ain't she. That ain't she. That ain't what she do. <laughs> and you really don't need personalities that big. You need no. plain toast for real. You need you need Steve Martin, Billy Crystal. You need Billy yeah. Crystal. <laughs> you need yeah. You need toast. Those cats who li- who lay low. Yeah, you need toast. Paul so they. Reiser. Yeah. So right, you did exactly. yourself a favor by not going over the top. Because can you imagine Kevin Hart hosting the Oscars, making that his own? In, in between awards, it would be the Kevin Hart, uh, uh, his, his what, fifth com- comedy special? Oh, in fairness, that's what you would have him there for. So he's just doing what yeah, they expect. He's just doing what they expect, but that would have been too much. So they right. did himself a favor. They Speaking really- of which, though, uh, the upside just crossed $100 million, And that is another $100 million film for Kevin Hart. And oh. he continues to make a ton of profit. For studios that have him in a starring role, that's and big. that's huge for a movie like that. 
<laughs> yeah, like, I was just going to say, yeah, that's big for a movie like that because it's not one of his normal nope. movies. Yeah. Wow. That's but that opens up, up a whole new round. Yeah, exactly. So, Gunner, let me hear your thoughts on, on Green Book because I know you've been dying yeah. to get in on this. So, Listen, man, first of all, you go on stage, you look at the, I mean, it's just the whole production dudes and writers, everything. Um, <laughs> it's just all white dudes telling a story about racism. Like, here, we're, we know about racism. Here we go. I, we just, I mean, I've been going on on Facebook and everything else, man. It's like, but I don't necessarily know if it's an issue with just white guys doing it. I think there are certain people who are cognizant of, hey, this is how this goes, right? So like Brad Pitt, for example, if he's a producer for a film about race, I would trust him to do all right by telling a story and doing it justice. These particular guys were just totally tone deaf. And I think that's the problem. Like, I wouldn't say Ava DuVernay can't tell a story about something. Like, she can't tell a story about Irish settlers. But these particular guys couldn't tell a nuanced story about black and white relations. But you know why, right? They have one perspective. And they did not go and they didn't really look into themselves and say, we only have one perspective. Let's go and talk to the family, at least, which they did not do. Let's go at least talk to some black people besides the star Mahershala, besides our token dude who's – I love Mahershala. He's great, but when it was time to clean this up, when the, when the, when the crap hit the fan, uh, you know, about when, the, when everything kind of was like, whoa, they weren't expecting this kind of fallout, right, you know, right. Uh, publicly. So they went to him and say, hey, you, this is okay, right? Then – um, Octavia Spencer, I guess they went to her too, and you know she's a producer. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know what I mean? You got your, you got your people up there that can kind of tap dance and stuff like that. And I don't care what industry you are, you're gonna find those guys that are willing to do that for their tone deaf friends. Now, do, right? do you, have you considered Octavia tone deaf woman? In you Hollywood? defend you defend this movie. I start to learn more about you. That's all I gotta say about that one. I mean, come on, man. You put <laughs> – so you got Driver McDaisy, you switched it around, and yet you still put the black character in the back seat, even of their own story, which is kind of wrong. Hold on. You mentioned Ava DuVernay, you know, writing about Irish settlers. Guess what she's going to do? Talk to the Irish settlers. I am sure you see what she I'm saying? would. But, but my thing is this. Not. That's my but, point. And so, but you I said mean, it wasn't. It was they were telling his story, but I don't think their intention was ever to tell Don Shirley's story. I think this story nice, was told from was about, Tony Lip's perspective, and that's the story yeah, that was told. from his perspective. However, they still are incorporating a story about race without and a racism against black people because that's how racism works. Um, and you just have half the story, you have half the the perspective, that doesn't make sense to me. That will never make sense to me. And not just because we're trained journalists, it's just because it just literally doesn't make sense to have a movie where, okay, this is from Tony List's perspective, but let's make sure we cover this perspective too to make a better movie. I mean, that's just trying to make a better product. At that point, they just didn't care. They basically just created a new bagger van situation <laughs> uh, where it's like if you 
if you have any defense on this or if you really like this movie, I kind of know more about you now, right? So, I mean, now, what do you know for like, me? Wasn't there, huh? What do you know for me? I'm saying the movie's not bad, and the movie is fine for what it is, but it's not the best picture. It's, it's definitely very not disposable. best picture, but I've always had issues with the titling of this movie and all this, and the actual like marketing of this movie. And it was like, you know, hey, white people, racism, this is how we see racism, and it's not a real perspective to me. It was a skewed perspective, and it was the same skewed, skewed perspective that we are trying to get away from, that we call out, that we're supposed to be evolved from. And here we are with this best picture of this unevolved, antiquated thing. I, I remember mentioning to somebody, I was like, you know, this was like a really good highway to heaven um, or or Quantum Leap episode. Set in, you know what I mean? Like, it was like, that's how it got pulled off. <laughs> that's what it got, that's how it got pulled off. Well, I was sitting here like, this is a really long you know, because that's it's that skew perspective. It's like, oh, it's racism from my perspective. Oh, crap, I just discovered how crappy this is. Probably shouldn't be using the N-word anymore. Maybe I'll try. You know what I mean? Like, it was just like, when was this supposed to come out? This was supposed to come out in the 80s? Like I said, it's a Highway to, highway to Heaven quantum leap episode of when Sam leaped into a black dude's body. <laughs> oh, I'm in the L.A. riots. Holy crap. Like, they, they, they and quite frankly, they actually did that better than what the freak free book did i mean it was just really skewed to me so like i said uh like i said elsewhere like if a fictitious depiction of a black of black history shaped you know shaped by a director's view of the source material is going to win best picture it might have been black panther right <laughs> like if i'm going to use the source material and it's all fictitious anyway a fictitious version of black history why wouldn't black panther win that was a better film you know my point on it i mean the whole thing is I feel like with Black Klansmen there, all the people yeah, who just have on. an inherent bias against comic book movies and like, nope, I'm not even going to put this screener in my uh, DVR or DVD or whatever. I'm not even going to watch it because it's a comic book movie. You have Black Klansmen. I think the issue with Black Klansmen not winning was, I think there's some people that don't like Spike Lee. And they're like, nope, yep. I'm not going to, I'm not going to watch it because it's Spike Lee. Because I feel like. Still don't respect Spike Lee. Yeah, and it's like, come on, man, y'all, y'all need to. I was reading a story about an anonymous voter, and they broke down. You know, they were being honest. You know, as honest as you can be while being anonymous, and they were like, "Yep, I'm never gonna vote for a movie with with uh, CGI, so I'm not gonna give Avengers anything, and I'm not gonna get Black." No, he said Black Panther made some moves, but I'm not really gonna give any comic book movie anything. And I feel like that sentiment is echoed far more than it should be with the older block. I think one of the big problems with the Academy Awards, they need to age, they need an age limit. Like you can still be a member of the Academy, but you can't be a voting member once you reach uh, 70, maybe even 60. 50. I'll, I'll say 70. 50. Because it's just like, if you had this bias for so long, it's like me, like I couldn't be a Grammy voter because I think half the New music. Oh, give me Bad Boy. Give me Death Row. That's yeah. rap. That's hip hop. What else? Give me Nas. But I'm not gonna listen to this crap now and have the same ear. And be like, oh man, it's just as good as the old stuff I no, used to listen to. Because you're not gonna throw a vote to to Travis Scott and somebody who's 18, 20, from 15 to whatever, 15 to 30, I guess. 
is going to be like, yo, what is wrong with this guy? He's stuck in his era. And that's part of the problem. And when you readily admit it, exactly, that's self-awareness. When you readily admit that you're not going to give a certain caliber or certain films that use a certain method to the film, the craft of of the of the filmmaking, you've already taken yourself out of being a unbiased judge. You're 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 you're, you're just judging based on your own set of criteria at that point. Right. You're right. not a judge anymore. You're just I'm a fan of this, or this is what I like, so this is what I want to see. And this so, same guy was saying, I assume it's a guy because it's just the way he was talking. Uh, said <laughs> Olivia Coleman is a friend of mine, and. Let's be honest, we vote for our friends. So I want to see her win. And it's like, Jesus you know, the way Christ. they hobnob and hang out with each other. Who's going to hang out? With, I mean, not who's going to hang out, but I feel like yeah. Spike Lee's not going to hang out with the majority of Oscar right. voters. Right. Besides exactly. the people the who interact all with. Of them. I feel like too many of these Academy voters go in with so much bias and so much like, ah, I'm not going to do that. Oh, there's a comic book movie. Not gonna watch that. Um, I don't like that director. Mm, no, and it's. I feel like Green Book won because it was one that more of the older, older emphasis Academy voters could could look at as like, hey, okay, hey, that's a that's that's breezy. That's a fun, non-threatening look at racism because I think Black Klansman right really challenges racism oh, overt and subtle and makes you take a hard look at yourself especially with the ending where it's like yeah what's changed mm-hmm. and i think a lot of voters aren't ready for that they'd like to no. go oh look here's a biopic that's fun or hey here's christian bale doing cheney perfect but they didn't want something that hard to make them think and the way that spike presented it is like yo what do y'all want so anyway Chief, what do you think about Green Book? Are you ever going to watch this movie because now it won Best Picture? Uh, no. I, I think Gunner turned me off of Green Book <laughs> when we initially started talking about it uh, <laughs> before it even came out. Um, and I, I've seen it on my Amazon Prime, and I was like, ah, no, I'm not going to do it. So I, I'll tell you, this is, it'll probably end up something like it'll come on cable, Late night, I'll be in the bed. I can't find the remote, and I'll end up watching it. That's how a lot of I'm serious. That's how a lot of things in the house gets watched. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll, it'll be late at night. It'll come on. Um, I'll be laying there. I have no intention on looking for the remote. It's just one of those things. And uh, next thing I know, I'm watching, you know, some movie that I've never seen before. You know what I mean? Uh, so. Um, that's the only way I think Green Book is not, I'm not going to spend any money on it. Um, you know, and then once you learn that, uh, the movie, it's about the white guy's friendship, isn't it? Um, it's really about his perspective. And I think that's yeah, yeah. the thing going in, if you know it's not John Shirley, Herschel Ali's character's perspective, you'll understand. Okay. And, and from that, it's fine. Like I keep saying, it's not a bad movie. It's just, it's not the green book of Negro survival in the deep South or, Hey, this complicated musician who's struggling with his identity and um, having to travel and be this inspirational figure. It's not. But, his story. 
it's not how it was advertised at all in any of the trailers. Yo, Gunner. So here's something really funny, right? I was talking to one of my good friends this week about the Oscars, and they were telling me I feel really bad because I haven't seen the Green Book yet, and I feel really bad because it's important for us to support our own. And I'm like, shoot, they did such a snow job because you know, for people who aren't like paying attention, caring about this stuff, like, oh, this movie looks good. You would think, hey, it's a black movie. And I'm like, right. oh, wow, that's crazy. My point. No, dude, I, I understand your point totally. I'm just saying it, it's not, it's not his story. And I think that that marketing yeah. is very, I think they try to make the marketing a little bit more balanced. But I also think that if you watch the movie, which you, which you say you won't do, it's not as devious as it is intended or how it comes across. It's just, I mean, Don Shirley's story in the movie has an arc. It's not like he's ignored. I mean, he won the Best Supporting Actor because he's doing things in the movie. Well, but he it's won just, the Best Supporting Actor because he's Mahershala Ali. He can act his way out of a vanilla ice cream carton, which is basically what he freaking did. Hey, I see what you're saying there. See what I yeah, did there? Yeah. I did. Yeah, so I, I thought that was really, really interesting. So now we're starting the new season because I don't know why the Oscars officially marks the start of a new movie season. But yeah, um, I don't know if you guys caught the commercial or saw the trailer, sort of, for The Irishman. Uh, this was one of those rare films. They didn't show a second of the movie. All they did was put the names up. Robert De Niro, Al Pacino. Martin Scorsese, Joe Pesci, and I was like, sign me up. And this one looks like it's going to follow in the footsteps of Roma and make a lot of dent come November when it hits uh, Netflix, not theaters. It's going to have that limited release, but it's actually going to show up on Netflix. What do you all think about this trend of Netflix starting to get all these heavy hitters and, and starting to win Oscars? Is that a trend we're going to see? Continue oh, further or what? I love oh, no. it. That, yeah, I love it. No, that's that's the way it's headed. Whole crap. It disrupts this whole Academy crap that's trying to snub all the Netflix films, by the way. And, right. you know, I mean, I, I, I'm down. But I do worry about this particular film. The last movie that just threw up a bunch of stars. I cannot remember <laughs> the name of it, but it was like everybody that John Woo uses, but it wasn't a John Woo movie, and it was quite terrible. Chow Young yeah. Fat and somebody, it was, it was horrible. I can't even remember the name of it. I need you to find it so I don't watch it. Well, yeah, yeah. it was bad. Gunner, I feel the same way as you with that, right? I, with Netflix, this is perfect because you got to start paying attention now to something else. There's, there's, with Netflix, they're giving, they're taking risks and they're not only taking risks, they're drawing big names. But what this does also is it says, hey, we're producing the content's coming from everywhere. So Academy, you got to constantly be paying attention. It's not just coming from major uh, movie houses or independent uh, uh, independent studios known for making these kind of Oscar pandering films. So you got to pay attention. But what I'm worried about is this being like the 99, 2000 Blazers where you got all the names, but mm, it's not quite, you know what I mean? Because for what it's worth, it's not just because they're all old ass men. It's just because I, I can't name the last good Al Pacino movie or last good Robert De Niro movie. Or la- Any or given Sunday I- for Pacino, if I am not mistaken. Yeah, and that's been how long? That's, that's been, been 20 years ago. That's 20 years. 
Um, De Niro, I'm gonna say I, I I really don't know. I really don't know. De Niro uh, has been in paycheck mode, but he's stumbled into good movies. Yeah, much more frequently than Pacino. Than Pacino and Joe Pesci, we just haven't seen Joe Pesci since when? Hey man, you know that's that's pretty good if you can just chill and and not care. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. hopefully it's hopefully they knock it out of the park. I mean, Scorsese's involved, so right. You know. So, Jace, we we talked about this Netflix movie that I watched, and fellas, I did not mention this in our uh, discussion beforehand. But have any of you all seen Polar? Not yet. Yes. Now, it yes, seems like you have a very twice. different reaction than I do, Gunner. What was your take on Polar? I mean, if you go in there like, oh, this is just going to be a shoot 'em up kill it movie, that's the way I went in there. I'm like, when is he going to hurry up and do this? That was the only part. Like, the beginning was kind of long. I think I watched it with our boy uh, Brad there. He was just like, hmm. I was like, don't worry, it picks up. <laughs> but then once it picks up, it's great. You know what I mean? It's just it's this cheesiest bad guy, cheesiest group. But it was just like, you know, it made me chuckle. It's just a shoot 'em up, stab 'em up, beat 'em up movie. And I thought it was fine. <laughs> you saw it, Chief? Uh, if you're talking about the poor man's John Wick. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sir, yeah, that movie, that one. I did see that joint. Yeah, I did see that joint, man. It was. What was uh, your take on it? Reminded me of the the poor man's John Wick and the professional rolled up. In <laughs> yes, the exactly. Exactly, what it was. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> dude. I'm like, I've got a Blu-ray. I don't need to watch this bootleg version of two better films. Oh man. It's on Netflix, I'm already like paying dude. for it. I was like, let me just click on it. Oh, I understand the Netflix lore, but I was like, man, that first hour was so long. And those, yeah, really, like, following those assassins, like, come on, man. And then, they're not even funny. there. Like after the Dude, come on, man. Let me, I'm going to brief spoil this for you, Jace. They're trying to track down an assassin, and they have him pinpointed to four locations. It's five assassins. These jokers go, well, we could split up. Or we could all five of us travel to each of these locations. And they show every one of their trips to these different locations. Like, man. Yeah, but it was fun to see them all, like, you know. There was one of those. There was one who was good to see. There was one person that was good to see those assassins. The rest could go anywhere else, and I didn't care. But yeah, man. Above and beyond the Call of Duty on those things. Really? Really? Low time. I was like, yeah. that's just wonderfulness. I mean, come on, yeah, it's dude. just like the old school shoot 'em up dude movie, man. Just... No, man. You know, have we has everyone here watched Doomsday? Because I feel like if we want to watch a dude movie, we should watch Doomsday. Doomsday. Oh yes, sweet. Well, all right, so I'm gonna put that out for y'all. Okay. This is my suggestion for uh, crazy movie night. Old girl from um, Rona uh, Mitra. The, yeah, Rona Mitra. Yeah, so yeah, the bootleg oh, okay. Kate Beckinsale. Yes. Yeah, she, but she was in Underworld, though. She was in Underworld. She was, she was, she was exactly. It's like she's her stunt double standing. Mm. Right. So Is this on uh, Netflix? Uh, no, I haven't. But we, well, I'll, I'll set up a movie night because that movie, that awesome. movie is great. Um, it's great. Can I throw it, out it's, another? It's uh, can I throw out another Netflix film that's you know of the same caliber, if not better than? Uh, Polar there. You wouldn't have to work too hard for it. What what is that one? Revent the Revenger. I recommend it. It's just a. Did that come out this year or last year? Uh, 
too. Uh, uh, last year. That was last year. The, the Asian fight. Last year, right? Yeah, that yeah, was so man. ridiculous. It was lovely. Uh, I was like, this is great. This dude was just killing everybody on the same island. I love it. That joint. That, that movie did, was did you like ridiculous that good. I, I like <laughs> it. I, that joint was, I mean, that joint came with a side of cheese, man. It did. Was, oh, of course. It did. You know I watched it. Every it time I watch it, it's like one in the morning. Like, ah, let me just stick this on there. I don't feel I mean, like watching the, the, the Asian, Asian. It's a glowing endorsement. Like, it wasn't serious. Like the action, the fighting Thank was serious. You. The fighting was good, but the 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 when they wasn't fighting, it was it was not serious. Like it was almost right. like a uh, like 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 this comedy with serious fighting parts. I mean, but yeah, that's it was like, like a Mandy. Uh, Jackie Chan movie when it came to America. Jackie right. Chan movie. Yeah, wait, 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 no, that's not like Mandy. Mandy it's, is a slice of insanity. It's like PCP laced in your brain as you're watching this. <laughs> It is yeah, firing told. straight into your it's synapses. Mandy yeah. is there. Yeah, that is PCP heroin cocaine. Right? Yeah, yeah, that's man. not. Revenger's like weed. I mean, like <laughs> you just. Uh, I'm just gonna watch the Revenger. Why not? <laughs> yeah, let me do this. Eat some chips with it. You know what I mean? Like that, that's, yeah, that's that kind of movie, man. That's like that. Oh, like I don't put that on when I had to like work late at night. Like let me just put on Revenger real quick. Cause it's it's, a, it's just you know old school martial arts joint man I'm cool with it. The camera angles I thought were really cool. That was a, it was they did a little different things mm-hmm. here and there with the camera angles. I thought that was cool. And by the way, Anyways. yeah, Mandy is playing at the center of the theater in Baltimore tomorrow. Yeah. Mandy's an awesome. I am not watching an insane movie in an insane city. Not happening. That, that's that's a fair point because that's like that's a purge. That's like city. a purge. That's a purge. Yeah, that's, that's a purge city. Once they started, it's going to originate in Baltimore. Purge has begun. Word. Mm-hmm. So speaking home. of cheesy martial arts, I don't know how big y'all are still into Mortal Kombat, but of course. Mortal Kombat 11 dropped the trailer today for Johnny Cage's showcase, and Lord. it was the greatest introduction of a character in a video game I've seen in a long time. Y'all can check it out on Lyle's Movie Files. And I'm going to talk for a second so y'all can watch the trailer. I'm, I'm giving y'all a break time to, to go to it. Check it out. Are y'all able to do that while, while we do this here? Because it's like a, a minute, but it is the best minute I spent all, all day today. What? Oh, yeah, You're watching right an 11 trailer. Yeah. You got to do the Johnny Cage oh. one because it is. Yeah. Oh, no, no. Wow. no, Rusey sent this to me earlier. Because you know they, they based him off Jean Claude Van Damme. Van Damme, you of have course. to. I've been waiting yeah. on that. And, you know, there's they've had a ton of Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat, I think, does the best job of setting up a story within their games. Yeah. So it's not just like, ah, fighting, fighting, fighting. It's like, oh, shoot, what's going to happen next? Oh, they killed this dude. Oh, wow, what's going to happen? So. Yeah. And this one with Johnny Cage is crazy because they just throw him in there and he's doing his thing and he goes off and it's just, it's just all kinds of epic Johnny Cage oh, action really highlights. And it's like, wow, y'all really went there with, with it. And God. I was kind of like, eh, I think I'll get it. But now I'm definitely going to get it because I'm just going to go crazy learning how to play Johnny Cage perfectly. So Javon, this what are you checking out now? The 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 cage, like I've watched Cabal's. Um, oh yeah, 
I watched uh, Ronda Rousey, Asanya K, Asanya uh, Blade. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm looking right now at the Johnny Cage. It's all the Johnny Cage moves over the, the the history of the series, right? And especially through the first one. And like I was talking to my buddy more about this, right? He pulls out an Oscar and he beats his guy's teeth out. Dude, Lovely. come on! <laughs> Lovely. Yeah, um, um, I, I was telling him about the first time I saw Mortal Kombat, and. Oh my God! I'm still watching the trailer, y'all. Please, I'm watching me. it too. I'm like, oh snap! Oh. So much love. He's yeah. doing three takes oh, to the uppercut. Oh, he just stabbed his yeah, yeah. He's doing three takes to the uppercut <laughs> fatality. That is, hot. that is hot. But I was telling him about the first time I saw Mortal Kombat, and I was like, dude, I was at the arcade in uh, 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 Marlow Heights. At the, by the oh, hex. man, yes. The outer yes. limits. The outer yes. limits. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Dude, it wow. was a line out of, oh, the, yeah. out of the arcade. And kids were lined up. I was oh, like, what hilarious. is going on here? And I'm pushing my little fat boy way up to that machine <laughs> to see what's going on. And as soon as I, I can, can't make this up, as soon as I get up to the thing, I hear, finish him. <laughs> and it's Scorpion doing his fatality where he rips off his mask and and, and, and does a uh, fire breath. Uh-huh. And I was blown away forever. And it seems like, what, long story short, that feeling I got then at, what, 11 years old, 10 years old, is the uh-huh. feeling I'm getting right now watching all these trailers for the Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Did y'all cold. see him calling the stunt double? Dude, yeah, that, that was, was come on, man. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> crazy. Yeah. Oh, boy. That was a great. He's like, hey, oh, oh my gosh, this is amazing. <laughs> These are five hundred dollars okay, sunglasses. Yeah, man. <laughs> I was like, wow. Oh, they put out the Oscar. But this season the Oscar was Johnny Dude, Cage. Oh, Dude, when he he took three takes for the fatality. Wait, <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah, that I, was I, do it again. He's like, who hired this guy? Yeah. <laughs> And my man busts out the toy from the first one. I was like, wait. Yes. Okay, yes. Okay, oh, man. It was, it was awesome. So anyway, so I, I saw that and was like, I got to share with y'all. Uh, Sunday marks the return of the Arrowverse. And Supergirl does its take, its very highly original take on a classic Superman story. What's so funny about truth, justice, in the American way? And... <sighs> Uh, we knew that they were going to do this eventually because they introduced Manchester Black, Menagerie. So we knew that they were going to do their take on the Elite story. And the pictures are hilarious because they have um, uh, John, who's Maybe not dressed as Martian Manhunter. We got him there. We've got uh, Supergirl, of course. Brainiac, who's dressed like a regular human, and Dreamer. And I'm like, gosh. I really wish Supergirl would just create their own stories like Rain because I thought that was really good until they went off the rails with it. But I think they're going to butcher this Superman story. Yeah, Jace, what do you think about this? And are you excited about the return of Supergirl? (laughs) Uh, We'll use Javon's laugh for... uh... I mean, (laughs) the truth is, is it's like... They Manchester Black is was introduced in that Superman story, but they've kind of evolved his character since then on every other platform. So it's just like, why not use one of the newer like 
that he's taken up young metahumans or something like you know when they did for uh was it titans yeah like teen titans no we're gonna use this and somehow we're gonna manchester black hasn't had powers but now he's magically gonna get him i'm sure by lena which if jeff did you watch the last supergirl i'm gonna go with no i would say i missed (laughs) it (laughs) <laughs> yeah, well, you know, they, they pulled Let me just say, I'm going to skip because, you know, you're, you're not going to watch it. So they pulled, <laughs> they pulled a, a, a CW end of relationship. Hey, Lena, I don't think you should give the government this this technology. They'll make it, they'll weaponize it. Nah, I don't care. Well, I think we should be done now. Okay, uh, I, I guess so. Wait, so they broke up James and Lena? Yeah. That was the best part of Supergirl. Yeah, as I said, I'm not. I'm just gonna stop you from there. So thank you. And, and it's like the, the lamest. And then they came up with that lame outfit for Dreamers. Like, wow. Like, just move her to the future because I have no. I just just move her and Brady to the future before the season's over. I'd be a happier camper. I have uh, I have something that I needed to share with you and Chief because I know you guys actually still watch Supergirl. I was talking to a buddy. Uh, about Supergirl, and he was unaware of Dream Girls or Dreamers' uh, complicated past. And he was like, wait, she's an alien. How can she be transgender? Well, see, she's a transgender. She's half human, half alien, which makes her, because most aliens look like people. That's actually not true. What? But it works so well in Supergirl, like how they can't figure out who the damn aliens are, except when they go to the bar, which everybody goes to the alien, the alien bar looking like an alien. No, seriously, by the way they've done the aliens in this show, I don't understand how any human is like, oh, the aliens are just fine. I mean, again, I still, I I go back to what I said, you know, a couple weeks ago. If I'm looking at Supergirl, I'm hanging. I got a mask on. Like, all right, man, we're gonna take this joint over, right? We're gonna take it back. America first. I mean, world, Earth first. Y'all play it so stupid. It's like there's no way a human would be okay with this. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, wrong. They really are doing. No, they're they're playing it wrong because if they played it exactly like it is, it makes no sense that any Earthling would be. Not against them. It's like Supergirl, like Superman and Superboy. I mean, Superman were annoying as hell anyway. Then we got invaded by people who look just like them. Yeah, mm-hmm. now we, we, hey, Lex, can we pardon Lex Luthor to get a kryptonite shield and get rid of all the aliens? Because that makes way more sense now. Because I'm thinking, oh, I'm sorry. In this version, Lex is in jail because of Bruno Mannheim instead of because he's ah! trying to kill the first alien, which. <laughs> okay. I'm really nah. sorry I missed this show. So my buddy was saying that, hey, why did they make a dreamer a transgender? And I was like, oh, because the uh, actor, actress playing dreamer is transgender. And I don't know if you've ever experienced this, fellas, but there's that look when you tell somebody that yes. the woman yes. is transgender. Yes. Yes. And it's yes. that realization yes. of like, what? Uh, oh, like, uh, uh, that's weird. Uh, I'm I'm not feeling comfortable with thoughts I had. Oh man, it was amazing. Uh, oh, that that, that would have actually oh, been no. like been there take too. a picture, just like I don't want to say why I took this picture, but it's hilarious. Uh, 
you know, he's like, well, you know, hey, I, I, they, they did a good job because I, I, you know, I, I think she's got a cute. I'm like, you know what? That, that's a man response there well, because you know you, you're not going to try to hide it. It's like, look. Well, th- that's pretty much what they've decided to go with Brainiac on this, which makes I'm still trying to figure out why Brainiac is trying to talk to the transgender person from the past, where if he does anything in the past, he's irrevocably screwing up the future. Man, legends prove that you don't have to worry about time. Yeah, and Flash does that too. So, no, at least there's some consequences <laughs> in Flash. At least Flash was like, "Here's a broken cup." You know, what I mean, you're screwing it up. So there you right. go. But there are consequences, like you said. But yeah, this it's I don't know what the heck's going on. Super, that whole universe just needs to be. I, I, I wish I wish the Monitor destroyed that universe and not the other Flash universe. <laughs> I have some news on that soon. So, Chief, you've been watching Supergirl. You're, you're an avid Supergirl watcher. What do, what's your take on what's been happening here? Uh, you know, Supergirl has. So, they erased her sister's memory, right? Oh, they did. The, yeah. So <laughs> they. So the sister no longer recognizes Supergirl. Uh, and her sister being the same person. Nice. So Supergirl is one person and her sister is another. Which, so what happened was, it's the craziest stuff ever. So the, the, the <laughs> DOJ, the DOJ kicks uh, Supergirl out for not revealing her identity, right? I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Which was the stupidest thing ever anyway. Right. That. Right. So, gotta wear a stop. This, you don't pay me. Right. I ain't so, get no government check. So what's the point of me? Right. Like you don't, you don't, you don't pay me. Oh, man. So, I did not file, then, I did not file out a W-2. <laughs> hey, no, she probably would have just gotten a, a gift card anyway. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Sorry, Chief. Taking it back. All right. Go ahead, Chief. My fault. Um, so after this happens, uh, they're like, well, we're going to go through each and every one of you and figure out if any of you know Supergirl's identity, right? So in order to protect Supergirl, she's like, you got to help me uh, forget who Supergirl is, which I didn't understand. Like, what? what the, so, like, even if, even if you were to undergo the procedure, right? Oh, man. So once they scanned you, and saw that you didn't know Supergirl who Supergirl was, I never understood why they didn't put the memories back in place. You you know what I'm saying? It's not like every day you go to work, they're going to be like, we scared you yesterday. What do you know today? So, <laughs> it's like, ah, ridiculous. <laughs> like, oh, it's like, you know what? It, I got a ticket yesterday. Right. Like you said, I got a ticket yesterday. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to sit out here until 630. <laughs> Then I'm going to park in the same place again. There you go. The end. <laughs> oh, man. I'm, I'm so sad that I'm missing Supergirl now. Every time they so pull this, I'm like, well, why the hell haven't they restored her memory? Right. I'm like, there's no reason not to have, like, you know what I mean? There's no reason. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. You sign up for a job, they come through, and they might piss test you for your job, right? Usually, unless you crash the company vehicle or something, you're pretty good on piss tech. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they're not going to just come in the next day and be like, hey, <laughs> we're going to piss you today. 
Well, you pissed me yesterday. Well, we, we, that was yesterday. We pissed you yesterday for the job. Now that you have the job, we're going to piss you again, and then every day continuous. You know what I mean? So this is not – there's no reason for her not to know that Supergirl and Kyra are one. That's, that's number one. Uh, <laughs> right. So Chief, that, hold, on, hold, on, hold, on, hold on a second. Chief, why – like, she doesn't – if Supergirl doesn't work for the DEO anymore, why the hell is her identity a big thing? It's just like, hey, I quit from the DEO. Why do we care what her why, identity is? Why, when they fall from the sky and land on things, the things don't crush? <laughs> I, mean, I, I have no idea. I have no idea. Maybe it's not in the budget to break that car. You know what I mean? Maybe it's not. Maybe it's too, too much to ask the writers to come up with common sense theories, man. I mean, you already know the writers on this joint are, are high. We've already discovered that. Nah, man. They sharing with legends, man. They got to share them with legends because well, this is starting to get you know, ridiculous. Uh, and so, you know, it is what it is, man. Um, this, uh, this, 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 these, these people are so, now that they're, they're going, the aliens are, uh, they got these guys, the regular people coming out. And this is another thing. So it takes Supergirl with her superpowers an episode, sometimes several episodes have we noticed for her to defeat aliens. Now, guys are coming in with bats and sticks, right? So mm-hmm. six, say, the six of us get together and we say, hey, we're going to whoop us on aliens tonight. And the six of us grab some bats. And we go and whoop ass on aliens. The same aliens that Supergirl may take an episode or two to defeat. So how is it that these, it should be bodies everywhere? Like no aliens going to take an ass whoop. Like all these aliens are supposed to be powerful and a guy with a bat? <laughs> guys, guys with bats are beating you. He's strong. Like, I, I never understood that about the episode. Like, like the last episode, there was this, uh, this, this basically like a, a parasitic organism got inside this girl, and it sort of like remind me of a venom symbiote. So these, these, the, just, the, I forgot the, the, the just the, that's yeah, how we got menagerie. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Wait, so these what? guys show up. Yeah. Right. Menagerie's alien ship just crashed, landed, and bonded uh-huh. with the lady, and now she's Menagerie. We came equipped with a name before they ever met the lady. It was just, oh, that's oh, Menagerie. It's like, oh, gosh, come on. Uh, we always so say after Christmas with, it goes downhill. Yeah, they to, they come in with bats to, to beat her. You see, I just, listen, man. I uh, I watch. I don't know why I watch, but I watch. I guess mostly to see what kind of foolery happens now. You know what I mean? It's almost like looking out the window and watching your neighbors fight every night. Like, oh, oh, here come again. Here they go again. You know? And that's how I feel like Supergirl. It's just it's just a dude and a wife beater chasing his wife through the yard. And you're like, oh, I gotta make that call, and it, it's just gotten it's just gotten out of control, man. But what are you gonna do, man? It's it's the CW. What the hell is going on? Um, I you know it's it's, it's gonna be what it is. Supergirl is what she is. You know, you know. What am I do? What am I do, huh? What am I do now, huh? 
Yeah, it's all down here now, huh? What do I do now? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so moving on to The Flash. Um, I'm still behind, Jace. I still haven't watched that last episode, but I am catching up on my favorite show, Gotham, because it's in its final season. It is in full does not care mode. They have gone. I mean, I know you guys don't watch it, but jeez, Gotham's uh, so much fun right now. I, so I watched uh, the last part of the last season, like the last three episodes of the last season. Uh-huh. Started this season, and I'm like, yo, because um, you know me, I was always like, yo, cut to the chase, get to the Batman. This is the yeah. last season. I'm gonna watch it. You know what I mean? It was like Smallville, right? Like I watched the first couple seasons of Small, first three, four seasons of Smallville. Then I got bored as hell because it was whack. And then I was like, <laughs> all right, season ten, let's go. Because this is supposed to be my man's supposed to put on a costume. Damn. Yeah, um, I think but, I think Smallville got good once Green Arrow showed up. Smallville got good nine, ten, right? No, ten, just ten. Dude, they had Supergirl. Wait a minute, ten? You you missed Zod. I think it was no. good before that. No, oh, no you I missed Zod. Zod. So what was Zod? Zod was five? Zod was not. No. There was the there was Zod as Luther. That was five. Zod mm-hmm. as Zod yeah. was nine. Nine was great. Season ten was nine. Yeah. Then I was right. Yeah, it was nine and ten. Nine and ten I was okay with. What was Doomsday, Jace? That was nine too, also. Doomsday was the same season as I? No, I guess that's not that's wrong. That doesn't sound right. They're all season eight. I don't know. They, yeah. Don't, so yeah, so you're all. watching Gotham now. Anyways, I'm watching Gotham for that same reason. I watched uh, I finally I checked back in the Smallville because I'm like it's almost over. That's why I watched nine because I thought it was almost over and then I'm like wait this ain't the last season. Damn, <laughs> I can watch another season of this dude. Come on, man. So you, I'm like now like we know. I was okay with nine, but I thought it was the end, right? So I thought it was the last one. So my expectations were different. Okay. Then season 10 came. I'm like, oh, okay, they're not done yet. Got it. Mr. Gold, all that stuff, right? The blur. Wow. Um, but with Gotham, it's like, yo, you know this is the definite, or at least I know it's the definite end. They keep saying final season. Wonderful. Right? Um, I'm digging it, dude. Like, dude, Jeff, right? I'm digging it. I remember I couldn't stand this show, man. Now I'm like, yo, they finally cut to the chase. All right. They set it up so this man, you know what I mean? The Solomon Grundy thing last season. All of it. It was almost like, okay, oh, yeah, these guys have really found their arc. They, they have. And it's funny because Gotham has been a show that's gotten better every season. And that's not normally the trend with these shows. Like maybe the first three seasons, like one or two are really good. And then they start going really inconsistent from that point. But Gotham, man, season, like basically from the end of season one, it's gotten better. And then they just keep up in the ante doing crazier stuff. And now they have more people in costumes. And the costumes are like movie quality. Like, did you see the one with Scarecrow? Yeah, I was like, oh, hey, that's actually Scarecrow. That's Scarecrow. Yeah. Right. In a comic book outfit. And... Yo, Oswald is Os- Yo, Oswald finally looking oh, man. pretty penguin. Yeah. He's got a limp again. And they're always, like, yeah. yeah. They've done the deal with Riddler well. I mean, it's just like, yo. And then, then jer- nah, I won't spoil anything for people that I haven't seen spoiled. it. But I, was, man, I was trying to leave that one out, too. I was like, I'm not Yeah, but you know who I'm talking about. The two that they've done those two better that they than that any like, version that they've done on the small screen. I mean, they're, they're perfect. And I it's mean, like, wow, I wish we could do more. Cartoon. Yeah. Next to the cartoon, of yeah. course, but yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, live action, of course. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Whew. Yeah. So Gotham is good. Sorry. And if you don't watch anything, I really recommend checking out at least season four and into this one because it, yeah. it's been really fun. Yeah, I've really been season is. four, most or at least the last half of season four. I'm like, oh, hey, Rachel Gore, all right, cool, all right, all right. Right, yeah, they they they've done right by everything, and he's not in a costume yet, but the way they've got the trench coat and like the different mm-hmm. colored gloves and boots, it's really giving that visual of Batman, even though he's yeah. not Batman yet, in a way that like they didn't do there. with Smallville. Yeah, right. it's like okay, like he's not an adult, there, like, so that's great. He's got some first of all, like a black t-shirt under it, and there's like no gloves or whatever. And now he's got the gloves, yeah, that black like turtleneck. <laughs> like, right, oh, and when he's when he's fighting, it has that cape like look to it. Yeah, I'm like Very man, I've I watched a Batman show. If y'all want to go ahead and throw that on the DC Universe app, thank you. Um, yeah. So Flash and Arrow are they're feeling long now. They're feeling like shows that have a formula. And they're not mixing up the formula. Uh, Arrow is just, it's all over the place to me. I am so frustrated with this show and its ridiculousness. They've gotten, I mean, they don't pay attention to what they do from one episode to the next. Like, literally. Like, earlier in this season, they had William saying as an adult, well, when I left my parents and were separated from Oliver and Felicity, that was the last time I saw them. Like, five episodes later, he's hanging out with them as a kid again. It's like, dude. Are you lying or do the writers not talk? Because it's one of the two. He's lying because that's just a blatant inconsistency. That's just not, that's not, I mean, if the last couple of seasons weren't that good, I'd be like, all right, yeah, that's pretty par. But come on, man. And now they're regressing. Yeah, yeah, regressing. So, yeah. They they really are. Nah, because it's like, I think season five was perfect. And they how they followed it up was a big letdown. And they had some good moments in season six, but season seven has washed away all that goodwill from season five. Like, hey, let's get rid of William again. He was the only person that had any any repercussions from what happened on the island. And they seem like they're fading out Dinah and are gonna complete this face turn with Laurel. So she's gonna be this version of Black Canary. And uh, Felicity, of course, can do no wrong, and they've thrown in a new Green Arrow who's Oliver's sister, even though they've already done the Oliver has a sister who wants to sling the bow and arrow and be right. a vigilante and learn right from wrong. They've done this. Why are you recycling this story again? But they did that with Canary, too. It was just like, okay, we got this black Canary. Oh, Sarah. Oh, okay, we'll make it a white canary. And then yeah, we'll make right. Laurel the real black canary. And then, okay, we've got this Thea thing. Okay, we've got Thea as, as, as uh, uh, this arrow, or red arrow, or whatever. Speedy. Speedy, whatever. Which, you know, we'll, we'll go there. Uh, we won't go there because that's just yeah. all complicated. And then, and then you know, uh, it was, and now we got his actual sister that was in the comic book that was actually slinging arrows. Like wait wait, or, you know his half sister. Exactly. Uh, like I was just like, okay, whatever. This is just okay. Fine. Let's just leave that there. That's just present day chaos, right? I could <laughs> probably deal with that. I right. could probably deal with but that. The future. But then you flash forward. First of all, the oh my gosh. Flash forward. Whatever. Great idea on. What is it? No, what, no. What is the point of these flash forwards? 
think you. It's I don't know, man, because it's making it like, why are we watching this current day? Because it's not Here's, like a show like Lost where I'm cooked right. and like, oh wow, how did they get to this point? How did they get off the island? And why are they trying to get back? I don't care about what's going on in the future. Here's my take on the future. You know, like I love the concept. It looked sounded good on paper. It probably sounded good on paper, right? Oh my god. I would execution, hope and now the fact that I'm looking at the concept from the execution standpoint, I'm like, this is stupid. But, you know, philosophically, it's like, okay, we're watching Arrow, cool, you know what I mean? Like, this dude, season one, two, three, right? We're watching Arrow, this is his past, we're figuring it out. Oh, wow, you mm. knew what it was going to get to. Get right. lost, I hate that show. You knew what Arrow was going to get to. Now it's like, I don't know where you're going with the current plot. I don't know where you're going with the future plot. None of this is adding up, and like you just said, there's a blatant inconsistency, and they're going to keep doing it probably. And I hope it's a just a omission of truth and all that, but it's just odd. And I don't really care which way. I think they just did it. This is just a this is just a wrong, incorrect strategy. I think, right? <laughs> like, okay, like Melvin. Incorrect Melvin. strategy. Yeah, Melvin. If you know that Renee may or may not be about to bomb all of Star City. Would you care about Renee is a good guy? <laughs> exactly. The rest of the series? Exactly. He's a bad guy. So let, why am I invested in him hanging out with Zoe now? So if you, even if you say, oh, this is all going to happen in three seasons, it's going to be the change of why he tr- turns on. No, I'm not going to stick around. For, he's like, he's a side character. You can't make him the big, I mean, like, if you say, hey, Felicity's the one bombing the city. Maybe, because I just want to see her get out. I mean, I just want to see her dead. But Renee is like, why? I mean, he's got the daughter. He looks like he's trying to do right. But, you know, let, let's make the minority guy the bad guy, or at least appear to be the bad guy is the red hair. Can, like, can we talk about the – can we talk – yeah, the minority character. Yeah, can we talk about the Renee character? Like, what – why – They it's like they don't know what the heck to do with them in the present day. Either. They have like, no – I mean, the whole what's thing What's the point was, of any of them? They should have dropped this whole Team Arrow after Season 5. And I, I'll keep saying I that. Agree. Season 5 was a perfect... Nothing happened in Season 6 or this season that was like, oh man, I'm so glad Curtis survived on the island so he could do that. He didn't do anything. And Renee has been purposeless even longer. And he's just a dude that shoots guns and he wears a hockey mask. He could have gotten killed. I mean, I just think they could have milked so much more out of Oliver and Jiggle and Felicity picking up the pieces. And maybe you put any one of those other Team Arrow guys on the shelf and write them off in a coma or something. So couldn't you? I mean, like, Fia was, Fia was in a coma for half the season. Uh, which right. And it didn't matter because she wasn't around beforehand right. anyway. Okay. So just like you could have had Zoe lose her father after recently just getting him back. That could have been a story. Uh, Curtis could have actually brought, you know, Mr. Terrific around, you know, Michael Hall at Hulk. That would have been nice. Uh, yeah, my brother Black died Canary, and now going to be... Yeah, Black Canary. Yeah. We, we got a replacement for her already. Hell, we're doing yeah, They it could already. have had Vince come in as vigilante trying to get revenge for her getting killed. I mean, there were so None many... Everybody should have died off that damn or season six. for freaking yeah. arrow. Except for his baby mama, who didn't matter at all. And then that gave us that crappy character, William, who sucks, by the way. It's like, when you think about it, you lose Felicity, that's like, hey, his biggest crutch is dead. 
So he's actually yep. become, nah, become a he, new hero. They wouldn't kill off Felicity. So I'm like, okay, you keep Felicity. They Felicity but they could yeah, they could have killed off any of those any of those other guys. And they shouldn't have killed Samantha because I thought that was just so whack. Like, oh, the one disposable character. And that just right. makes paves the way for Oliver to be a whack That's father right. who has a whack son who has no idea how to discipline, by the way. Oh, you lied and got kicked out of school? Oh, yeah. let me make you pancakes. What? Come okay, on, But honestly, man. like, a better storyline would have been her pissed. It's like, hey, you know what? I brought you in my son's life for five minutes. Now he's dead because you're vigilante crap. Oh, I'm oh, killing you. I don't, I'm talking to Talia, and me and Talia are going to kill you. I don't care how it's going to happen. We're going to kill you. Like, that could have like been that. a great story. I think all of them should have died except for Diggle, Felicity, and freaking Oliver, and kept, exactly. um, and kept Prometheus alive. He shouldn't have shot himself. He should have, somehow the bomb should have triggered some other way. Everybody else died. The end. I'm actually yeah, fine with Prometheus oh. killing himself because that sealed it like he was like this villain that Oliver couldn't beat. And I would be and afraid that him. eventually they'd make Prometheus a good guy like Slade. And I'm fine no. with him staying a bad guy. No, it's like if, no. he, if he died, if he died and him. there was consequences, it would have actually been good. Like just killing baby mm-hmm. mama wasn't enough. If you kill his whole team and now you got it, now you have an angry baby mama, your core team, everything's in turmoil because everything you worked for for years is now gone. You've lost Quinn. You've lost everybody. Now, how do you pick up the pieces? Oh, we'll come back. We'll come back to. We'll come back with the uh, super crime syndicate that never mattered. Then we're gonna kill that super crime syndicate because it didn't matter. So much like, stuff. I think having Prometheus carry over as a villain and keep him as a villain, not make him Slade good guy, but keep him as a villain would have been a better arc. You know, killing everybody on the island. Keeping Prometheus alive to carry over versus this villain Diaz. now who's in jail and that they need so him. Diaz. Diaz. What's his name? What's his name? Suicide Squad. We can't call him Suicide Squad because James Gunn has a movie and nobody at Warner Brothers knows oh, how to sync anything so up. Stupid. So. This is yeah, so dude. Dumb. They're, they're dumb. And it's like, come on. We're all adults. We can understand. Move. I mean, it's like we have a Flash TV show. Why can't you call him Suicide Squad? I mean, come on. Don't don't change the rules as needed. So right. yeah. Anyway, so that that's that's just the arrow ver- or arrow. Um, are y'all still watching Black Lightning? I'm very far behind and just figuring I'm just gonna have to watch the whole season on Netflix. I'm far Chief, behind. Chief, are you watching Black, Black Lightning? Lightning? I am watching Black Lightning. Uh... All right, give me give me the scoop. How's it been? Are you enjoying it now? It is. It was. It was better in the beginning. It's. It's kind of winding down now. Uh, they were. Uh, it was more exciting in, in the beginning. I think they were. They were exploring like there was different avenues they were exploring. Now uh, it's like he. He never quite closes in on Tobias. Like. So, I guess my problem with most of these these shows are, for example, you catch a dude in the street mugging a lady, and you roll up on him, you capture him, whatever the case may be. Now, you know this other dude is killing people, he's doing this, you know where he lives. I mean, the dude is not hiding in where he's at. Um, 
but you never go to confront him. I don't I don't know how that works. Like, uh, so and then Tobias like like he's just he's like a, a, a he's hired a teenage kid or, or a dude that seems like a teenager <laughs> who lives with him now. Um, <laughs> Yeah. When there's no like there's no parent I don't how does this dude like he's he looks like he's about to be honest with you, he looks like he's about eighteen and he's a super genius type dude. I don't even know how that happens. Um but he lives there with Tobias and then Tobias has all this access and knowledge to these different top secret organizations, but he only like you don't see him like with his hands, he just sits in his in this house. Like you don't see where all this knowledge is coming from. He's a he's a he's a dealer. He's a high level drug dealer in in a, in a sense. But on the other part of it, he's this this. I, I I can't explain it. But they they never get to him. They and and it just drags. It's trying to drag. I think everything is kind of dragging on. I think that we talked about this. Like I don't know. 30 episodes ago. <laughs> These things have to be shortened. Like, sometimes you take the season on too long and it just becomes, a, 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 you just go through episode and episode <coughs> excuse me, of the same thing, of this googly dot. Yeah. Um, and, and, like, every once in a while you get an episode where you be like, ah, that was decent. But after the first 10 episodes or something like that, that's what I think, and that's and that's the problem. I think that's what in uh, got me so so pissed off when um, Marvel canceled Netflix's series because even with those series that we were watching, the episodes were only like thirteen episodes long. You know what I mean? They, mm-hmm. they didn't go on twenty five, thirty episodes. I mean, imagine twenty five, thirty episodes of Luke Cage. You're like, uh, God damn, when is this going to end? You got thirteen episodes. All the things that needed to happen would happen. You know what I mean? Even 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 if they did thirteen episodes with a bad guy or a situation ended it, went into Christmas break or whatever, and it started maybe another thirteen episodes of something else. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Versus just thirteen episodes of the same I mean, twenty episodes of the same thing just going on constantly. And, and to 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 and it's never getting fixed. Like how many how many how many of you guys are sick of uh, Flash's daughter yet? <laughs> See, I've been sick of her a long time ago. And, and this, I'm okay uh, with her. This, well, this reverse Flash thing has been going on for six seven oh, episodes that. now. Like yeah, the plot. Yeah, that's, the that's, like her that's a, in general well, acting. No, like no, 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 not 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 that case. But I'm just saying that. That that storyline that never develops. Yeah. Like she's just every time you see her, she's just talking to him, and they're talking vague. Right. Exactly. You know what I mean? That's like, what I mean, it is. It's not the plan. Yeah, it's just like, like so. What are we gonna do? Uh, yeah, I'll right. tell you soon. It's like, come on. Tell you, right. and then right. I'll keep going. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I keep calling it an arc, and, but there's no. It's like a straight right, it's line. A stretch. It's just up. Yeah. It's just up. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then, uh. The last episode we watched, I'm getting off the Black Lightning for a quick second. Um, the last episode we watched was the uh, when she kept breaking the timeline. 
uh, he stabs himself with his own, okay, so he's made a black matter. The, The knife takes away people's powers who have black matter, right? And that, and that, and that, and the gist of it. This, just, just let me ramble for about three minutes. I'll give the mic back. <laughs> um, so it affects everybody else but him. So his powers, which were gained by black magic, the same black magic as everybody else, they're mm-hmm. good. His powers stay. They, she pushed him out of the way. Every time he stabs somebody with his knife, they die. He gets stabbed with his own knife, and he flies off. He's good. Oh, he doesn't fly off. But th- that's my point. I'm like, okay, so he's stabbed in the chest, and he's gone. Like, what? And it's not a little knife. I mean, the damn thing is, is, is 15 inches, probably <laughs> at, at the least. So, okay. And then, bear with me on this, fellas. <laughs> in the hell are they going to fix that headquarters? Every time they show the shot of the headquarters, the roof is still messed up. So you've got since the joint <laughs> blew up. Right. So this is what I'm saying. So you you you're housing super criminals in there. <laughs> All these things that's going on inside this thing, and you haven't fixed the roof. <laughs> how do you how do you work in a center with all these all this equipment, all these things in there, and you haven't fixed the structure of the building yet? That blows my Every time I see this, I'm like, yo, that is irritating to me. Like, you need to very city slow. Didn't give, uh, Central City didn't give Star Labs any subsidies like, like Amazon. No, uh, they're not Amazon. Did. You can you, you take that crap to Star City. <laughs> right. Not in our house. Not here. I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. I just had to, yeah. That was just, I, I just want to know if anybody had noticed that the roof is still messed up. And they're still in there with hundreds, oh, yeah. uh, millions of dollars of equipment and, and, and super criminals, and and they can't like, because if you got the money for the equipment, you got the money for the roof. Just, well, it yeah. takes a very long time, and it's not like they have somebody or some people that can move fast and repair a roof, chief. And yeah, that, and num- oh, you know, several people, even though they're on other shows or whatever. Anyway. Uh, on that note, yeah, like, didn't they open up, like, this thing as, like, a archive museum thing for Star Labs, and they still haven't fixed the roof on it? They ain't get no money from that yet? I would think there'd be some insurance issues from leaving that open. Yeah. Dude, like, nobody takes care of the details anymore. That irritates me about these shows. I mean, you watch Supergirl, you watch The Flash, you guys been complaining about Arrow. Nobody watches that other show you talked about. It's the details. It's the little. It's the little things in the in the show that you could say, "Hey, we can actually fix this. We can make this <laughs> You know I what I mean? Telling like, y'all, watch Superboy on um on the DC app, the old Superboy joint from like eighty nine, eighty eight, eighty nine, ninety, whatever, ninety one, ninety two, whatever it was. Uh, you know, the late eighties, early nineties joint, man. I'm sitting here like, there's not one plot hole, and this is a 30-minute show. I'm sitting here like, oh, they must have forgot about Oh, they brought that back. See, they mentioned that. <laughs> not one plot hole. It's a 30-minute show. We got an hour show of 45 episodes a season now, and I'm like, 
Did y'all not for like the, the arrow thing? And then uh, I don't know. Superboy followed the comic book. The whole blue star thing still is sticking with me about Supergirl. <laughs> I will never let that one go down because, yeah, like Chief, I'm glad you brought that up. When you you were like, I thought it made it stronger. And I'm like, look it up. I'm like, oh, that's just that's just piss poor. That means the writers don't care. You get what I mean? So oh, I'm like, so maybe they don't care about the whole plot in general. Like, look at Supergirl now. Yeah, yeah. They can't keep up with the important stuff. Jeez. All right. Well. We're not quite ready for Dummy of the Week, but it's time for three best, three worst. And since um, it was the Oscars, I decided to go with an Oscar winner this time. What's your three best and three worst are for the Academy Award winning Halle Berry? All right. So I'm going to give you the three best first. Um, There we go. Be optimistic. That way we we can start off on the good foot of my three best four, anyways. Uh, so here they are: Boomerang, um, Love During Boomerang, great movie, just great all-around movie. But I think that was between that and maybe The Last Boy Scout is kind of how you got introduced to Halle Berry. I think that was mm-hmm. classic, classic. Uh, damn, she's fine. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, the second one would be Swordfish. Um, for obvious Swordfish reason. was a good, yeah, well, but that, I mean, you know, uh, but it was just, it was a good movie in general. It was action. It was an action pack movie. I, I enjoyed it. it was, um, I never fully got the, the gist of it. I got a, I was hoping it came out of books so I could fully understand it, but you know, because we all we all still wondering who the hell Charles Roger was. Uh, and this one is going to seem odd in a sense, but my best, I guess my best memories of, or, or, or my best movies with Holly Berry was when, you know, you'd be like, damn, I'm going to see that movie because of Holly. You know what I mean? That was that time. And yep. you, you know what I mean? Yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah, sir. Strictly business, and I know a lot of people are like, "What?" It you is. Took what mine. Is you took mine. What am I? That was yo. That was movie was hilarious, and once again, Holly Berry at her finest. You was just like, "Good God Almighty, girl!" Right? That was now, old Noah's Holly. That was old Noah's yeah, Holly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Old, old Holly. You know what I mean? Uh. I, I was having a discussion. Monsters Ball didn't make the list. I thought Monsters Ball was dry for the most part. Um, unless you, you know, it's really feel good. Other than that, <laughs> the movie was dry. That's, I, to me. So I didn't go there. Um, now, my worst one. Um, no particular order, but first and foremost, Catwoman. When I say this joint was some, some little box cat shit, it was. Uh, I did not enjoy it. I did not want to enjoy it. I did not try to enjoy it. Um, second, bats. Jesus Lord. I don't know what the hell went on with bats, young. I, I still, and the funny thing is, I've still never seen the whole thing. I can't make it through it. I'm just like, yo, 
This is garbage. This is pure garbage. And last but not least, Flintstones. I walked out of that movie. I don't know how I walked in and you got up. And I'm ashamed. This is what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't even know if I like the fact that you brought that up. You know what I mean? <laughs> for the, for the, now you got the listeners. You got the listeners judging me. They're like, damn. You, I don't know. Like, you actually went to the theater to see that show? Yeah, yeah. I went in. But you know, I think it was, it was the nineties. Like, I believe what I was on. That a, was a terrible joke. I believe <laughs> I was on a date. I want to say I was on a date, and then halfway through, there you go. Blame the date, chief. You damn right. I think we kind of looked at each other and we got up and we walked out. Um, it was just that bad. And then any X Men movie that she was in, and that's really just God, period. So that's that's just honorable mention. But those are my those are my six uh, strong candidates for 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 my Holly Berry movies. I don't really I don't think they gave her a host of great parts. I mean, her parts coming up when we just she was just a beautiful face. Uh, for the most part, but the movies around her were good in a sense, mm-hmm. more so than um, you know, like you know, like now. And, and then she did a lot of um, uh, like supporting roles. You know, Jungle Fever. She was in it, but she wasn't really in it. Um, things of that nature. So uh, even the Last Boy Scout. Even when you think about that, she was mm-hmm. what, in the first twenty minutes of the movie. It was a great yeah, twenty exactly. minutes. You made it 30 so, minutes you know, right? Yeah. Right. So I couldn't... No, Corey, don't get out the car. Right. Corey, don't get out the car. What's going on? Corey! Right. It is what it is, man. Mm. Mm. Good list. Uh, who wants to go next? I can go. All right, Gunner, what you got? Uh, I'm going to go because my I'm going to go with the worst first. Um, because why not? And also, they literally echo Chief's thought. Catwoman can only be watched on mute for a little while. <laughs> I had to this day have not made it all the way through this movie. I've seen the beginning. Said, nope, can't do it. I've seen the middle, said, what the hell? I've seen the end, and I was like, really? I don't even want to know how they got there, so I'm good. That? There's nothing more to say than that. Like, that's yeah. it. There's no other reason other than just the fact that it exists. In all X-Men movies, like I said, it's the same list. I was just like, I was going to say the same list. All the X-Men movies, except for Days of Futures Past, when she gets stabbed, by a sentinel, and I'm like, thank God. I hope that's metaphoric, the end of that version of Storm, because that was the worst version of Storm ever. What does the code do in a... Yeah, no, we don't... No. Okay, so we're moving on to the best. Three best, okay. Boomerang, obviously. Come on. Movie's great, soundtrack's great, everything's great. Tony Braxton even had to have the hair do the same way. Think about that. Damn. Um, she was just, that was probably one of her best roles. The end. She actually acted well. 
Um, you know, she's not the strongest actress in the world, um, but she acted really well in that movie where you didn't think that she would ever have that tag on her, you know, as one of the weak actresses, right? Like, in that movie, she was great. Um, strictly freaking business. Let me tell you about this movie. This movie is so male-centric and da-da-da, blah-blah-blah. I wouldn't make it past today, but I don't care. I watch this movie anytime it comes on. Tommy Davis is hilarious. My man, he played Wayman Tinsdale third. That dude <laughs> was jamming on the one, hilarious, chasing after this girl. Got the girl. You know what I mean? Got rid of the hula hoop chick that was in every other 80s movie. You know what I mean? Paula What's her Jane name? Oh, Paula J. Parker. Yeah. 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 Joseph C. Phillips was old boy's name. No, that wasn't Paula J. Parker. That was Anne Marie Horsford. Anne Marie, oh, Anne Marie, Marie Johnson. Johnson. Right, right, right. Your boy Samuel L. Jackson was in that too. Samuel L. Jackson was in there too. Yeah, you heard him. What was his Hi. name in that? Monroe. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that was such a good movie. Left, right, left, the cast in, out, in. Oh, Jesus. Oh, God, that's such a good movie. All the way. And Hallie just filled that role, right? Like, and she played it well, and then they actually added depth to her character, and she acted, again, she acted really well. You had no idea that she was going to be such a bad actress later on in the 90s. (laughs) Right? Between Boomerang and Trickle Bitch, you're like, man, this shit's on the way. Here's another movie. Mm-hmm. Why do fools fall in love? Come on, the Frankie Lyman story. She played the hell out of what's her name? What's her name? Oh, uh, yeah, she did. She was really good in that role. Oh, my gosh. You know, one of the many wives that he had. <laughs> oh, my goodness. She played that well and played opposite of Vivica Fox. I mean, you know, that was, I mean, they just, they did well. They did well. So I got to throw that up there. Like, why do fools fall in love is definitely one of her best roles. Honorable mention, because it wasn't on the big screen, um, introducing Dorothy Dandridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, she's very good in that. HBO, I mean, this, I mean, I don't, there's no one else who could play that role. Unlike Storm, where we had plenty of people who could play Storm, and they just said, hey, let's (laughs) throw the black chick in there. No, there's only one person that could play Dorothy Dandridge in that time, and that was Halle Berry. Mm-hmm. Honorable mention of Swordfish for obvious reasons, but no, real honorable mention definitely goes to introducing Dorothy Dandridge. I really recommend that movie, by the way. Good one. Uh, Jace, how about you? Okay. okay. It was, uh, we're gonna... The funny thing is we, we actually kind of liked all the same and liked and hated all the same movies. Uh, for my best, I definitely have Boomerang. Uh, she was the... I mean, let's, let's be honest, I don't know anybody in that early 90s that would have chose is I, I mean Robin Gibbons was just like, huh? What? Come on, man. You, you tripping. So that, I, I, Wait I was a just, second. In no, that movie. Compared to Halley? No. Back then, Robin Gibbons was the it girl and Halle Berry was coming yeah, out. Yeah, man. Okay. okay. See, I, I would give you the hot take, but I'm just going to show when she comes through the door, with the with the trench coat on, what did you see? Listen, uh, listen. I'm a black woman that I, I mean, don't you do listen. That's my, that was my mo in college, man. Don't, don't. Okay, all right. Yeah, kind of was going around in trench coats. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, I'm gonna stop Gunner from getting himself. I wasn't saying that, but uh. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. 
but I've had the opposite. I've had the same thing happen as one. Hey, man, John is about to get a Me Too complaint here. Come on. Man. Jeez, man. Damn. <laughs> don't forget, that movie, as you brought up that scene, that movie brought that trend, you know, whether it was back or not. I don't know. I was too young. But it definitely brought that trend in the 90s where women were doing that a lot. They were like, oh, I'm going to pull up Boomerang. You know what I mean? Just wear, you know, trench coat with just the panties on. And don't forget, what? that's what started that. And, and guess what? That woman would get in the door. It's like it was an effective strategy. Good job. It worked. Okay. <laughs> All right. Bohol represent HU. Sorry, go ahead. All right. Next up, Swordfish. Yes. Yes, for obvious reasons, but it was actually a cool movie. I mean, it, it was like her character was actually pretty cool in it. Uh, uh, the next one, I, I'm going to take some slack on, but I, I didn't see some of, I mean, some of the dramatic movies, but I, I'm going to go with Die Another Day. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Was this one of the more ridiculous James Bond movies? Yes. <laughs> but the bad guy in it was actually pretty cool. And, it, it, you know, if, if, it, I mean, if things went worked a little different, they might have had a Jinx spinoff. It, 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 like I said, her character was... Uh, very good. Uh, they were talking ah, about that. You know what yeah. the problem with that was? For whatever reason, Bond never hit off Jinx. What Bond he movie do you did. know? He did. He, did. he, did. he, did. he sure was, did. They were playing with the diamonds. When did he hit her? At the end? At the end. The, end. the diamonds at the end. They were already naked. Ah! <laughs> 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 the it wasn't enough. <laughs> I was sitting here like, please keep panning up, pan up, pan up. Oh man, I remember that. <laughs> they, they, they already, they already gave you Kirk coming out of the out of the ocean. I mean, they that. Yeah. that I mean, let's be honest. You, you could only take so much of that. Like, I mean, it, especially on a date, you could not. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, on my worst list, I honestly admit this. I I truly cannot sit through this movie. I, I tried to watch it just to see. I was having trouble going to sleep, and I was just like, all right, maybe if it's so bad, I'll just go to sleep. But I put on Catwoman, and I'm just like, I can't do it. This is just, no, I can't do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Uh, uh, next, at X-Men Last Dance, because every actor Ooh. in that is going on. Anyone who's in that, it, that movie is going on their worst of list. That movie is just god-awful. Uh and rightfully should have killed that franchise, but then Brian Singer decided to get his claws back in it. Ugh. Uh, the last one is one of the more offensive movies to black folks ever. Every stereotype of all your cousins that you really actually can't stand and you really wish you weren't related to, Baps. Baps was just atrocious. It was just like, you looked at yourself like, I hate y'all for making this damn movie. And I'm hating myself if I continue to watch it anymore. And I'm going to go you know, read a book, you know, think about nature or something. I'm not going to watch this anymore. So Hallie was on a, hey, let's make sure these paychecks keep coming in. Because I don't know if David Justice or uh, whatever the next guy, Eric, Eric Benet, is going to work out. So let's I mean. Wait a second. Wait a second now. 
She was working. It's not like she's sitting back. I'm not saying gold digger. I'm just saying she was like, hey, let's make sure the paychecks. Like like any working person. Like Samuel L. Jackson. Again, I'm just about to say that. Like Samuel Samuel Jackson hasn't done uh, that much garbage. Compare her to like. He doesn't have time to do garbage. (laughs) They just keep coming in. So you couldn't tell if he did garbage or not. He would literally just do. If he he did a garbage picture, you wouldn't know because the next one would be out already. Holly's career has been a parade of trash. Yeah. It has been a parade of terrible movies. I'm thinking some, there's some movies on here that I didn't watch, and I know some of you watch. So, Trevon, go ahead. I'm sure you watched them. Allow me to reintroduce myself. (laughs) Dude, I'm going to start with the worst of Holly, and I've seen just about all these movies. And there's some worst of gems, just um, Gotham. Yep. Robert oh, Downey Jr. Yes. Like I, like this is post. Mm. I think oh. that was like post Monsters Ball, where I was like, I get to see Holly Berry naked in every movie. So <laughs> I was just watching to see if I get to see Holly Berry <laughs> naked in the movie. And, and the payoff was not. It wasn't as good as I thought it was gonna be. Oh, and just I went eight twenty five on that. So yeah. Um, <laughs> you saw the theater? Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh my Dude, god! I saw, <laughs> I saw Bullworth in the theater. Oh, I saw Bullworth in the theater. That's why I say the Motion Picture Association of America owes me. <laughs> y'all, y'all owe me. ASCAP owe me, and the MPAA owes me. I float a lot of bad Not Bullfinger, Bullworth. Yeah, Bullworth. Yeah, should have been named Bullshit. It really was. Should have been named. That was terrible. We got wait, we we got President Bullworth now, so yeah, we do. We really do. I, I like Holly Berry. I thought that, like, my, my thing with Holly was after her scene in Boomerang as Angela with I Got Heart, now stay the F out of my life, and she slaps right. Eddie Murphy. Yep. I was like, yeah, Holly's on her way. And I was so, <laughs> I was so supportive of yep. her, but then she just started turning out like dud after dud after dud, and that was her big push, because what, Queen came out on CBS? Queen, yep. The, her TV Fool, yeah, I like love, that. Yeah, I know, like that. The Dorothy Dangerous joint. Her. That's what I'm saying. She had a good era, and then all of a sudden, poof. just poof. It was just garbage after garbage. All right, so yeah, Gothica. Um, I can't believe you watched that in the theater, yo. <laughs> yeah, I, I did because I said I get to see Holly Berry naked from now on. She's gonna be naked and everything. I was like, all right, but no, nah, it didn't work out that way. Uh, number two, Bullworth. Number three, God, I want to say Losing Isaiah because I'm mixed about Losing mm-hmm. Isaiah because I watched that in the theater. And um, it's like, it's the best and worst of Holly Berry. <laughs> it really is because she yeah. was trying to play a recovering crackhead. And it's just, it's just, I don't know what it is, man. She's like, Imagine if Water was a character's name in Jungle Fever. Nobody remembers. It's too pretty remember to be name. a crackhead. Yeah, too pretty yep. to be a crackhead from Jungle Fever. It's too pretty to be a crackhead single mother. Vivian. Vivian. Yeah, too Vivian. pretty to be a crackhead either way. So here she is as a recovering addict, 
uh, uh, trying to get her son from white lady and, and uh, losing Isaiah. It was, it had moments, but it was just so bad. Everybody was bad. Everybody was bad. Even the little so boy was yelling, apple juice, apple juice. Exactly. <laughs> I want apple juice, apple juice. <laughs> the boy was so overly I, dramatic, but you're right. That is the, literally the middle ground of. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. You're trying to like it, but you just can't. It won't let you like it. It won't let you. Right. Now, Boomerang, Strictly Business, and, and Last Boy Scout are always going to have special places in our heart, but y'all already. You know, we 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 named him and we know that. Okay. Um, All right. Yeah. <clears throat> so you're so done. No, nah, my, my best of. Okay. Surprisingly, executive decision with Kurt Russell. Um, she was the uh, flight, the sexy flight attendant that could kick a little ass like, in that. Yeah, it was decent. It was. It, it was one of them decent early 90s movies. Like, you weren't going to break your neck to see it, but it was on cable. That was one of my HBO favorites for a while. Mm-hmm. Like, when that was on, I was going to watch it, right? Yep. Um, Another joint that she did that I liked, and a lot of people, like, I, the program. I don't, her role wasn't huge in it, but she was featured. And that that movie to me was more an ensemble cast anyway, because you had like who was it? James Conn was the coach, right? Uh, Christy Swanson was the girl that got raped or something by the uh, big steroid meathead white dude, you know. So it was yeah, it was like all over the place, but everybody had a good role. Holly had a pretty decent role in there. It's just Holly's made so much garbage that I kind of have to include that movie because when you look down her her roster of films. There ain't much there that makes you say, oh, yeah, that was great. Because even the movies that of hers that are supposed to be really good, they're not that good. Like, Die Another Day is the Bond movie that came out during the Pierce Brosnan Bond era that nobody says is their favorite. Well, nobody I just, I mean, GoldenEye is one of the best Bond films, so it everything was, else right? is default with him. But you... Would would you watch like was it uh, uh tomorrow never dies over die another day right no yeah. no 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 because no, die another day no. has a better villain and Halle Berry comes out of the ocean in a bikini that yeah. is uh, in green nice orangeish pinkish in my brain a nice every man yeah, if, I mean if, if I all you have to do is say that Halle coming out of the pool I mean yeah. ocean every man sees that picture it's just like yeah. Yep. I barely remember that. You know why? That that's good. That man. was the same that was the same year she uh bent over that, that polyester couch and gave uh Billy Bob Thornton the business. I, I barely remember that because Monsters Ball came out that year. Yeah, I erased that another day was a my blip. memory. I, I can't. I erased Monsters Ball from my memory. All right, so yeah, what, what's on your list? which 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 do you have so far? You have the program? The program, these are the best. The program. Uh, 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 executive uh, decision? Is that one? Executive decision. Okay. And sadly enough, Cloud Atlas. That's not sad. That is respectable. She did a wow. good job in that. She did a good job in it. Okay, we all set now? Because, yeah. yeah. All right. 
I'm going to go with my worst. Because I just absolutely thought y'all weren't going to. Number one is Cloud Atlas. Because, oh, oh my, my gosh, God, that movie was like me? eight hours long. And it was terrible. Hallie was fine, but oh my gosh. I hated that movie so much. When I put this list together, I know everybody else had Catwoman default. Cloud Atlas was my number one. I never want to watch that thing again. It was so long. And then when they went to the the scene where they didn't speak any English and it was just like random uh, Klingon. So bad. So bad. And yeah, no. That man, I know it was Klingon, but I mean, the what's, movie what's was a true, true. I'm telling oh. you, no, the true, that. true. Nah, no, no, no. <laughs> Absolutely number one. I like this movie. Uh, I think I like the movie only because I like. Uh, she would at least wore right. a Catwoman outfit. I would put Catwoman as number two, not number one. That movie is bad, but I feel like I've watched worse mm. comic book movies since then. I'm almost curious about watching it again to see if it's as bad as I remember. But yeah, that's what? definitely not good. I don't have this uh, on the best. This is my second worst. I'm just saying, I feel like I've watched worse comic book movies. And at that point, when Catwoman came out, it was like, why are they making this? This is terrible. Oh, it's number two. I mean, let's, let's not have any mistake here. The only reason I gave that film a one out of ten was because of Halle Berry's Catwoman outfit. <laughs> That's literally it. Uh, my last one for Hallie's Worst, and I, you know, I just went more recently because they stick in my brain a little more. The Call. That was terrible. I was wondering when somebody you do that was going to get to that. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, but I, I, I had to see it, but it was bad. I mean, Hallie as a response, op- what's she doing? She was, in a, she was at a call center. The call. Yeah. And then she decided she's going to help this kidnap Abigail Breslin and she's going to find her, even though she's dating more Chestnut, who is a police officer and who could take care of the situation because he's a trained cop. She's going to go do it herself and get kidnapped. It was awful. And I hated her hair just, just for superficial. Yeah, it was, it was bad. Uh, for my best of no particular order, Boomerang, I think that was a clean sweep for everybody because she was really good in that and was like, wow, cool. A new black woman to follow in Hollywood. Awesome. And she's like not unattractive at all. I definitely put Die Another Day on there because Hallie has done a ton of movies where it's playing up her 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 hotness and having a little spunk to her. And I think that movie was the best of those Hallie movies where she's got this check me out. I'm a fierce female and she, she did it well in that movie. And I thought she played off of Pierce Brosnan just fine. And to the point where I, I was like, you guys are really pushing for this jinx spinoff. Right. Um, but yeah, I thought that was cool. And the one that uh, nobody mentioned was things we lost in the fire. It's a drama with Benicio Del Toro. And it's a pretty decent film. She's a widow and she has two kids. And Benicio plays her husband's best friend who comes to stay with them. And they kind of avoid doing what you would expect from me telling that premise. And it's what? a really good movie. It's not Monsters Ball. What? Gosh, no. That's why no. everybody you know, stayed away from it, dude. Because it literally had the same damn premise as Monsters Ball. Dude, I, you know, I've never seen Monsters Ball. I have no interest <laughs> because I just don't need to see it. And, yeah, so that's why that wasn't on my worst or best. 
Um, shout out to Harry, Hallie for getting the best actress for it. But yeah, I have no interest in it. And uh, I'm like that Academy voter. Uh, if I don't want to see it, I just don't. Only difference is I don't vote. Well, we've gone long, but I, there's there's too many people to ignore this week. Uh, fellas, do we have any nominees for Dummies of the Week? <laughs> Javon, I'm sure you've got some good ones. So uh, let's start off with Chief. How about you? Have you guys seen uh, Have you guys seen that Ja Rule video yet? No. Yes. Yes. One at the game. Yes. We go to hide the crowd, and there's silence. I mean, I mean. You see the whole video. Oh my god! Just that piece. I like, like I'm, I'm. I can only look at it with one eye. I'm just so embarrassed. Like, damn, dude. Like, this is where, this is where you got to, huh? Like, you know? And I, I guess, you know, maybe just being a dummy is just not knowing that you don't have a fan base anymore. Like, it's, 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 it's gone, dude. Like, like, it looked like dude was mad that he came, like he came out. Like, uh, ladies and gentlemen, y'all rule. Damn it. Oh, look at this stuff. You know, they just like, you know what I mean? Are we ready? Oh, oh, no, no, are we ready? Are, are y'all ready? Hello? I guess I'm talking to myself. Oh, yeah. Yeah, dude, you're talking to yourself. I mean, I probably would have just been like, uh, you know what? Keep the money. I'm going to go ahead and head home. About, let me give you some fries. Yeah. Get that shit. I'm out. Like, good. Yeah, like, dude. Let me hear you say, yeah. yeah. No. Nah. Good. <laughs> good. Uh, like, dude, like, what happened, man? Well, I mean, oh my listen, God. Don't get me wrong. I wouldn't go across the street to see Jabu either. But at the same time, if, you know what I mean? Like, if he, like, if I was at an event and he was performing, you know, I would listen to the, I, I wouldn't be like, you know, you, but I mean, the crowd literally was like, oh, God, this dude. <laughs> I've oh. never seen nothing like it. I mean, no, I mean, it was quiet. It was a stadium full of people in an indoor stadium. And that joint was just quiet. Like somebody yelled out, the next person makes a sound gets shot. And I was just like, oh. <laughs> it's not going to be me. me. Hey, <laughs> and Chief, you know what makes it worse? When you What's see that? Giannis out of the Kumpo out there shooting during his performance, man, that oh. is insanely funny. Oh my god, that, that is makes really... it. Oh even yeah, the poor one. Yes. Mm-mm-mm. I don't know what happened like, to him. When you performing, uh... yeah. Damn, huh, man, you perform it during the halftime, and the, the 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 players come back out and start shooting during your performance. <laughs> and that's philanthropic <laughs> shit right there. You. <laughs> like, you might be thinking about them, but they are not thinking about you, my man. Oh my god. <laughs> oh man. man, all right. Well, that, that's definitely a good one. Jace, how about you? I, I'm gonna tap up. Don't know. I don't have anyone this week. All right. Gunner, you got one? Not really. I mean, you know, 
your boy uh, Juicy, what's his name? Juicy, Juicy Smollett. <laughs> so apparently it was like, oh, God. everybody's like, oh, there's a new part of the case. He, he wrote a check, but the check didn't just said personal training. I'm sitting here like, look, what do you expect it to say? Like, yeah, you know, this check right here is for beating me up. Let me put beat me up in the memo line. Oh, my favorite part is <laughs> training. What are they training for? <laughs> for training. Like, what are they training him for? Like, he looks like me in, like, 98, and we could throw a picture on the website of me in 98. I was skinny as a rail. He looks like me and, mm. and that. I'm like, so there's no training that you can do. You just got to eat. And <laughs> <laughs> so, and then how much training is $3,500 getting you? Look, I'm a regular dude. You know what I mean? Like, with a regular job, with a regular dude or whatever. Forget y'all. Um, and I'm like... You know, the amount of training that these dudes, independent dudes, would be doing, because they both look like damn Umbuk um, Umbaku from, from Black Panther. They're just stocky dudes, right? So I imagine two dudes of personal training are not doing splitting $3,500 to train a, a, a actor, right? I know personal trainers that have a whole life business for it, right? They charge like 10 a pop, right? So... What kind of training is he getting in there anyway? No, nah, that was for beat up money. He just didn't want to put beat up money on it. And then, you know, everybody's like, oh, the plot's still thick. No, this dude is still a narcissist, man. This is how how narcissists behave when they get caught. The end. Still dumb years of the week. <laughs> still holding it down. Uh, I'm going to go next, Javon, because I'm sure your, your yours is uh, going to be pretty funny. I'm going to go with our man, Robert Kraft. Because I just don't understand if you're a billionaire and you've got offices, mansions, etc., access to hotel rooms, why are you going to the shack, the mall shack, massage uh, park? I have a real problem with that. I'm like, you didn't make your money being stupid. How does this happen? And how do you ask one of your boys, yo, what spot is the rubbing tug? Mm. I don't understand. I mean, you. I mean, Instagram is a thing. You can slide in the DMs. Hey, would you like to come and I'll uh, break you off a hundred dollars? I mean, come on, dude. Mm. And then the small then tip. The this is the key. That dude quiet. is old, really? man. That's like the seventies and the eighties. That's how you tip in the eighties. <laughs> <laughs> Here you go, man. There's the C notes. <laughs> He's acting like he doesn't know TMZ exists and they'll just pay more than a hundred dollars to get the video from the parlor. Like, dude, apparently there's video of him, like, going, like, having three girls. Like, really, Robert? Yeah, I don't need I don't. I need mean, to come on, man. No, nobody wants that That's visual true. in their head. Like, come on, It's man. probably already on Pornhub, man. I mean. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm really thinking it's not going to be the most downloaded thing. I have downloaded video ever. This is the first time by somebody. And, like, really put them out there. Because these owners act so high and mighty, and I really want to see Kraft go down like he made those sex alleged sex traffic employees do while he was a massage parlor. I mean, I don't understand. You're you're you can't be that stupid and rich. 
Or can you? Know, if it was what? like uh, Daniel Snyder, I would I would like to see him because it's like especially I I won't have Kaepernick on my team, but I sure as hell would love a good rubber jug from a sex worker like that. I would be okay with. But Kraft is like he's single. I mean, hey, I mean he hadn't figured out how to get he hadn't figured out Instagram, Twitter yet. Dude, so give him a away. second. No, he's, he's I'm gonna give him a hotel second. room. Hey, I mean you watch movies. Hey, call some girls. I mean, dude, seriously, role, it's not that his, hard. His Rolodex probably isn't too open. I mean, dude. why don't he just pull up his MySpace page and, and try to friend some people in the area? Goodness. Dude, so he's in D.C., man. Bama's are making six figures and getting girls all over him. So I'm pretty yeah, sure dude. He, I mean, he doesn't have Hey, I mean, all he has to do is be like, hey, uh, I'm the owner of the Patriots. He can go to any bar in New England. Oh, really? You want to do some shots? Yes. I have 100 for you. Come on, man. Don't worry. You know, that, hundred, that hundred won't be necessary for where we're going to end tonight. Gosh. Anyway. I so got he's, my camera phone ready. He's absolutely my dummy of the week. Javon, what do you got? I, I, I'm on the fence, man. I, Kim Jong un's barber. And I can't even say it's the barber because <laughs> he's, he's asking for this. like he's going to him and saying, you know what? Do you have a hairstyle that makes me look like an absolute insane person? Yeah, that's what I want. No, yeah, I think we that's do. What I want. I think yeah. we do. All right, let's go for it. I, I don't know who to, I'm on the fence. Is it Kim Jong or is it the barber? Because for what it's worth, I can't even <laughs> say the barber because he's probably doing that with an AK-47 pointed right in the back of his head. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I'm on the fence on that one. This lineup better be right. <laughs> These lines better be tight. You better, you better make me look like I am absolutely out of my mind. My shape up and beard. Me. Better look like a daggone package of five gum, or otherwise <laughs> <laughs> you gonna get shot. You will be shot on sight if I don't look like five licorice sticks on top of my head. <laughs> I have to look absolutely insane. You hear me? Um, yeah, that. And I, you know, I want to say, R. Kelly, for everything. Oh, but moreover, you can't even post your own bond. Okay, can I can I get the I, 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 can I take the last one just because okay. you you brought up the right one? Please. I'm Please. gonna say the, the also contributing the, to that is the woman who paid his bail. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. The daycare hey. center lady. That is yeah. ridiculous. Like wow. honestly, we got a whole lot better. You things take you your kids there, hundred thousand dollars in. You're going to put $100,000 up for a dude you don't know. And just say, yeah, I think he's not a monster. How about you just Bruce put don't that matter. money? Somewhere? Hey, real fast, real fast, because I saw this, and I, I just wanted y'all's quick opinion. Uh, MC Hammer is hitting the road with early 90s hit makers. He's doing an ultimate, ultimate nostalgia tear, tour with In Vogue, Sir Mix-a-Lot, Kid in Play, uh, Cisco, Dougie Fresh, Tone Loke, uh, Montel Jordan. Tag Team, Rob Bass, Young MC, DJ Cool, Coolio, The Funky Bunch, Bismarcky, oh, Two God Live Crew, gosh. and Coolio. Is this like so a it's gonna be like Seinfeld like show? A tour. <laughs> <laughs> Not like we're here. B side of Coolio's. <laughs> I'm good Man. on that. I'm good. I'm so good. Is, is he still in Seinfeld format? Like you know, the Cars and Stars and all that thing. No, I think you're missing the the big question here. What Why? is the Funky Bunch going to do without Marky Mark? 
Wait, it's just the funky <laughs> bun? <laughs> the funky bun. It's, Who it's are they? Good Buy the funky bunch in Giant right now. Hey, I and I would not you. know them from a bunch of lettuce. Like, what the hell? I was the lead after Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. I'm like, oh, well, really? Ooh, in front of this I feel bunch like of I'd be more embarrassed to tell people that. I used to work with Mark Wahlberg. I would say that. I wouldn't say I'm, I'm part of the The Funky Bunch. The Funky Bunch. <laughs> yeah, that, that's who we are. Oh my oh, god! I just had to drop that on you for we... Where is this show? Dude, they're going? they're touring. It's gonna be all over. Wait, Hamlet. wait, 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 wait! This isn't a show. This is a tour. Oh yeah, nah, this is dude, a tour. tour. Yeah, that's who like, the hell is gonna go see this tour? Come on, hey, if I get you guys the hammer and Saturday, you might go see this. Everybody's just Ooh. doing their greatest hits. I mean, Coolio's gonna do Gangsta's Paradise, Tone Loke. Is uh, what's he gonna do? Funky Cold Medina, Wild, Wild Thing, Cold Call of the Night. Yeah. Yep. Dude, yeah. Dude, yeah. Dude, it's the kind of concert we want. Everybody just doing is their hits. All hit. the are gonna stuff? be there, just the three. Because you remember they uh, struck down the three because Don rolled out. Yeah. But Don broke. So right. what is she doing? Like, yo, Cisco's like gonna be there. He's gonna do Thong song. No sir. Kid and Play is gonna keep it moving, dude. I, I don't know. I, I watch. Kid and Play, by the way. We're getting Play funky. Is older than my mother. Wow. Play is Based older than reality. my mother. Check cold water. Yeah. yeah. Fellas. Yeah. Well, y'all, y'all have brought it as usual. Thank y'all out there for listening. This crazy, wild episode of Lyle's Movie Files has been filed. Go listen to some tone love.